I don't know about you, but it feels weird to be in 2022. But as they say, the show must go on. And joining me today all the way from sunny Los Angeles, California, is R&B soul indie folk singer-songwriter Ramya Paturi. It's been a while since we hung out, and clearly the only way I can catch up with people is by interviewing them. Welcome to my life. On this episode, she tells me why she's now an L.A. girl, why she's all about releasing singles, and why she needs me to be her drama interventionalist. You'll also get to hear her latest single, Male Attention, and her very honest admission about a guy she honestly didn't even like that much. It's very relatable. Hi! I don't even feel like I'm going to interview you. I just feel like we're just going to catch up for about 15 minutes. We play your song and then we'll go home. <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm cool with it. <laughs> we need to catch so, up anyway. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on the show because you have a new single out and you've been on the show quite a few times. And so yeah. for people that don't know, you're from St. Louis and you're also... Hyderabad gal as well um mm-hmm. but now you've moved to LA what are you doing in LA <laughs> so it was one of those things where I was like okay I want to move to LA one day it was always kind of like a plan that I had and I spoke about this even to people when I was in India I was like people be like oh are you gonna move back and I was like yeah like definitely eventually I'm gonna move back like to America I never really knew when or how or why or like any of that And then I finally was like, okay, I think it's time. I want to move to L.A. I think I'm like ready. And also like, you know, the kind of music I was making, I just felt like it would do really well here. And then COVID happened literally like when I was trying to make that decision. And then I was in India for like a year and a half more. And the whole time I was like, okay, I was getting more frustrated about it, especially because I was stuck at home and then I was in Hyderabad. Because I, you know, I lived in <laughs> with family and like yeah, I was like with living with my parents and like I lived in Bombay for so long. I was living alone. I had my own apartment, like with roommates and stuff. So I was like, what is going on? And um, <laughs> these aren't the roommates you really wanted. <laughs> yeah, I was like my mom and dad, I guess. And and I was just like, this is not it. Then finally, when things just kind of, at least in America, started getting a little better, it was still kind of still pretty bad in India. My parents kind of almost wanted me to leave India at the time. I mean, when you know when like the second wave was going on, it was just really bad. They were like, I really don't even want you to be here. And so I traveled to America when that was kind of ending-ish, when things were getting a little better in India. I went and I went to Missouri first and then I just visited L.A., I loved it and I moved here. It was all very like random. <laughs> so I'm really excited about what you were saying just now about the fact that you felt your music was ready for you to be in LA. And I think, and I'm going to give myself a pat on the back and a little bit of credit because I've kind of seen you from your debut EP, uh, We Never Left. And that was like 2016. And um, I've seen that you've been doing a lot of collaborations, Karan Kanchan and Sand Dunes and Sabu and Trod and so on. And then you also have been releasing a lot of singles, you know. I was kind of curious, do you have any plans of like putting out like a collection album EP like that? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's so crazy because I've had like an EP ready for such a long time. But even Male Attention, the song I just put out, that was meant to be part of an EP, actually. <laughs> um, I had like, yeah, it was part of like a four track EP that I was planning. And then I was kind of like, OK, you know, where am I in 
my career right now? And is it time to put out another EP or is it time to just put out single after single after single after single? And I got like some advice from some other friends who work in the industry and they were like, you know, now is just the time to put out singles because like releasing, especially an album, it really makes sense when I have like a much bigger fan base than I feel like I have now. And like, I thought about it for a while and it's okay. An album can definitely come, like an EP can definitely come whenever. But now it just feels like the time to just put out a single every two months. Like that's just been my whole goal. <laughs> just consistently release music. Yeah, no, but this is also something that I've, I feel like a lot of musicians are doing nowadays. And I have to admit from the generation that listens to albums, right? I'm so used to you put the album on and you listen to the whole thing through. So if I hear a single of yours, the first thing I would do is go and check out your albums. But I'm still looking forward to the singles, though. I'm still I'm still gonna listen to your music, whatever form it comes out in. So honestly, yeah, I feel like it's so I might totally be wrong. And I like should put it out. As an EP. That's the thing. It's like, I don't even know. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna backtrack everything I just said. Yeah. Like me having a crisis. <laughs> me, like, actually... like in the middle of the interview, like, should I actually, I'm like, did I make a wrong decision? It's like, no. maybe be right you back. Go with your gut, like, man. Change with, my like, whole release plan. <laughs> your entire release plan based on one interview. You're like, yeah. <laughs> May yeah. said she likes album EP. Maybe I should change. Yeah, I'm putting out an album now. May said. <laughs> May said. <laughs> hey, so another really interesting thing that I, I, I realized, and I think this is something that we had spoken about when we did the ladies special together, which was that... Mm. Um, you had also ventured a little bit into music production and there's a song, I think it's Dream of Us, that you did production on. How's that going? Do you really enjoy the process or are you kind of like you did it and then you're like, I think other people should do this? <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I, I, I love it to the point where I could even see myself like down the line, kind of like way ahead in my career even producing for other people, like just being hired as a music producer because I just love it so much. It's something that I feel like I always wanted to do, but I just didn't really know how. Like I could always just like hear things in my head and I was like, okay, how do I get all this down? And then once now that I've like gotten much better at using things like logic and synths and like understanding all these technical aspects of making music, it's just become so much easier. And now that I can, you know, do that process like effectively, I'm just like, I want to produce everything myself. <laughs> I'm like so on that right now. Like even male attention, I like, tried to produce that as much as I could like dropped out Rishi he helped with the production he did additional production and um Sanaya and Krishna they also did so it, yeah I got like I have like such I feel so lucky to have such talented friends to like help me out with these things that's so good though giving your music to like a producer is also such a fun process because it's like you get a whole nother pair of ears on it and you get all of their like skill and all of their like just talent and they and they're gonna hear the song differently than you're gonna hear it like I hate when I hurt you I literally didn't know what to do with that song and when I sent it to dropped out he just like made it into what it is it's just you know that was like him all the production and it's like I would not have been able to do that because I didn't even hear the things he heard and that's what's so cool about working with the producer but I think when you do have a clear vision then it's cool to do it yourself like that's what happens with Dream of Us and even Male Attention where I was like, I really had that clear vision of what I wanted. And then it's like, okay, and then if you also have the skill to pull it off, like you know how to pull it off now, which I didn't before, but like I've been trying to learn that now. 
then it's so exciting because it's like, cool, I can like actually recreate exactly what I'm hearing in my head. That's amazing. And congrats, by the way, for like diving into doing something that's quite technical and doing the music production because I love that stuff too. It's so fun. So um, we've been talking about male attention and it's a song that we're going to feature on this episode. So I want you to tell me a little bit about what inspired this song. Honestly, it was like kind of dumb. But I was um, <laughs> like, it's just really like the story of why I made it. It's like, it's like literally embarrassing. But um, I met this guy and then it was like stupid. But it was, I was just like, I didn't even care that much about him or anything at the time. But I was like, he was like, oh, let's hang out on this day. And I was like, cool. And then the day came and then he texted me and he was like, actually, I can't. I have work or something. And I thought. I didn't even like the guy, but for some reason I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, I was like, how could you do this to me in my head? Like I responded like, oh, I totally get it. I kind of, I'm kind of busy too. And I like <laughs> responded with something like, I'm totally had other things I have to do anyway. And then I was like, oh, I hate him. I hate this. And then I realized that somewhere deep down, I was like, I guess looking forward to it. And I was like, why? And then I realized I just wanted like temporary affection from someone or like temporary attention. Like I didn't even care who it was. It was just like one of those things. And then I was like so annoyed with myself for even caring. And then I realized that, you know, it's just a human thing. But I think it's like irritating when you when you feel needy, right? Like when you're in that emotional state where you just want that, but you're mad at yourself for wanting it and feeling needy but you hate that you're feeling needy but you can't help it it's literally that like back and forth and that I was experiencing and so I was so annoyed that I like literally wrote a song started writing the song like <laughs> that night <laughs> and um then I was like wow this song like hits like thank god he ditched me but then <laughs> I, was really I got annoyed. a song out of it <laughs> I love when I get a song out of these things then it's like cool worth it but honestly, that feeling, it's exactly what you said. It's not even like you were particularly looking forward to it. He was the one who organized it. And then you build up this thing of like, I'm so excited. I'm going to meet them. Yay. And then suddenly they're like, oh, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. And that disappointment is colossal. It's not even like like a tiny thing. It's like massive. And you feel genuinely rejected. And I'm like, why, why do I feel rejected? I'm like, you want to hang out with me. It's, you like take it so personally like it's like a t an attack on you it's literally like how could you do this to me me <laughs> how dare you how dare you literally. not do the day that you only planned to do with me in the first place <laughs> it's literally that it was literally that i was like your ego's hurt your self-worth you're like they're attacking you they don't value you and and then you're like wait a minute they just who is this person why do they even matter right oh now? my god i feel the pain like i sometimes feel like i might actually be more forgiving of friends who do something like this i'm like oh I'll, I'll meet you another time when it's like people you absolutely don't care about and they reject you it's worse you're like how dare you i'm a queen I literally feel like that. It's so like, I'm literally like that. I'm like, I'm such great company. Like this is this you. You feel like lost. you're selling yourself. You're like, I don't care if you're busy. Now you have to beat me. Yeah. <laughs> you literally, you did this. This is all your fault. It's like so embarrassing because it's like, it's so stupid. It was literally so like a dumb random date. But it's, you know, when you're in that mood, 
it just happens. You're just already, you were already in a bad mood and then this guy ditches you. And then- yeah. You know what? This is something that I've seen you talk about. I think the summer that you'd said that your music is everything you want to say, but didn't get to. And you've talked about the fact that sometimes you have these thoughts in your head, you know, things that you wish you could have said to a person. And in, in some way, and again, I'm, I'm quoting you here where you said that people call you inoffensive or whatever, and you don't piss anyone off and you always say the right thing. And then you, in your head, you're just like, I don't like you <laughs> or you're garbage. And so uh, how dare you? I mean, this is obviously such a clear example of like something you wish you could have said to him. And you're like, no, I'm super busy as well. As well. Yeah, that's literally my personality. Like what you just said, I'm so non-confrontational. Like probably only with like my family or like my really close friends will I actually be honest about what I'm feeling. But most of the time I really, I'm so good at like just being like, because for me, there's nothing more energy consuming and scary than like confrontation. Someone could literally punch me in the face, I think. And to avoid the confrontation, I will apologize to them and run away. I don't even know. Like, I'm just so like, I will just Do not you need, confront anyone. I can be your bodyguard. Do you need one? <laughs> Someone punch you. How dare you? I could be that person for you because I'm very good at confrontation. I don't love it. But I like to be clear with people. I think clarity is very important. Like you should know how I feel in this moment. So I'm more like that. I'm not, I know that people who like also love confrontation, which is also like very messed up. That's my worst like nightmare. Like I can't with that. What I would do is that when this guy rejected you, you could literally tell him, uh, you're going to get contacted by me. And then I come in going, how dare you? Ramya is amazing. She is so much fun to hang out with. I can't believe you did that to her. Do you have any shame at all? Do you like women at all? What is wrong? Do you have any respect? I'm like, what are you doing right now? What is making you so busy right now that you have to be like, oh, I can't make it for the date. If you want, you know what? Give the work to me. I'll get it done. Now you go. <laughs> I'm going to actually do this. This is like very so, useful for me. I will do the confrontation for you. So anything, even if your parents be like, Amma, Appa, I, uh, I may have something she'd like to tell you, but I will communicate it to you first. <laughs> They'll be like, who? What is going on? I, I actually, you don't know. I like need that in my life. It's so funny. Like someone will say something like crazy to me and I'll literally like laugh and be like, oh, so funny. It's such a funny joke, even though they're like literally saying horrible things to me. And then I'll like go home and like rant about it for like two hours, but I'll never say anything. And then a whole album it. comes out. <laughs> and then it's like, they'll hear like a song that's vaguely about the situation, but they wouldn't know because it's so vague, you know? So Yeah. I feel like that's more hard work. For me, I should be an interventionalist. I should just like intervene <laughs> whenever. Be a job. Yeah, I should do it. I'm I sure just... there are other people out there like me. You'll get paid a lot. I know. I mean, technically, that's kind of what lawyers do, right? Don't they intervene when people do bad oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, but this is for drama. This is, oh, this is for, for drama. Like... <laughs> drama interventionalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be very good at it. Dumb stuff. I'm very good at communicating this stuff. So one thing that I saw on an Insta post you put up that you said that male attention is hands down your favorite song you've ever made. That's a lot of pressure on male attention. Please elaborate why you think this is your favorite song you've ever made. When I look back at it now and sometimes you hear the lyrics, I'm like, whoa, like Romeo from one year ago needs to chill. It's like so rare for me to be like that. And like, I'm just not a very like feisty, like, or maybe I am actually 
maybe I am, but like, I don't, but usually I just, I'm not in those moods often. Most of the time I'm just kind of like chill. I'm really glad that in the moment when I was feeling that I captured that it's something it's exciting for me. I'm like, Oh, look at you. Like actually being a little confrontational, even though you really weren't, I didn't say anything to him, but that's why it's one of my favorites where it's like, okay, here's like a mood and like a feeling that I don't feel often that I was able to capture. And now I kind of have that. And it's really fun for me to listen back to like, especially when I was like going through the release thing, this is one of the only songs, honestly, because as you might know, like when you're releasing a song, you're going to listen to it so many times like just over and over again especially if you've written it and then you produce it and then you get like three different mixes and you have to make mix changes and then it goes through mastering and you know you've heard it a thousand times but during that whole process now maybe i'm a little sick of it but honestly the whole process of making it i never once got sick of it i actually loved listening to it every time i loved like uh when i was in the car with my friends and they were like oh let's hear the new single i loved listening to it usually by the mastering stage i'm sick of it i love that moment of you're just like I'm loving this song. Who made it? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally me when my friends were listening to it, I'd be like, yes, that drop though. I like, yeah, I, I, I was just like proud of myself for it. Um, also another reason is my favorite one is I think this is really where my music's going to be for the next like year or so. I mean, next year, um, this kind of genre, it's like very like R&B, slight like electronic elements in there. So it's kind of like starting this era I like it. Well, thanks so much for having a chat with me and catching up. And uh, I'm really excited for people to have a listen to male attention. Thank you. Okay, so catch up with Ramia's done. Who's next on my list? Well, you'll find out next week. Now, before we get to her latest tune, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, and review Made in India on any podcast app of your choice. If you want to give us a big virtual cuddle, find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Made in India. It's M-A-E-D. And now, here's presenting Male Attention by Ramya Poturi.
Someone who cares as much as I do